No investigation necessary. Welcome to VEASAN's F1 betting podcast. It's lights out, away we go, go, go. Oh, Checo is a legend. Absolute animal. The only F1 handicap you'll ever need. Mike, this isn't right. But the championship can only be won by one. Here are your hosts, F1 technical analyst Mikhail Miranda and betting expert Ben Wilson. We're back, everybody. VEASAN Formula One betting podcast with Mikhail Miranda, our technical analyst. I'm Ben Wilson. Really fun race weekend. Mikhail was texting me as the race was going on. I was not watching live because I host Live Bet Sunday on the NFL side, Mikhail. So I was trying to watch about 13 NFL games in real time and was <laughs> DVRing the race to watch later. But you were fired up. Uh, one of the plays we gave out, Mercedes double top six does get there. It's also another race win for Max Verstappen in the Red Bull, setting the single season record, 16 Wins now, and so big weekend, though, for Mercedes. I want to start there because the chief technical officer, Mike Elliott, announces, as we're recording today on Halloween, he is leaving the Mercedes team. So good weekend, but also some shakeups there in the front office, so to speak. Yeah, Mercedes has been in this situation where they're trying to figure out how can they keep the team motivation and morale high because they started off 2021 on the back foot, sorry, with uh, Lewis Hamilton not winning that championship in 21. That was a big letdown for them. Coming to 22, Ferrari and Red Bull were fighting for everything in the constructors and drivers. Come 23, it has been completely Red Bull, right? Mercedes has been out of the conversation. All we get to see are glimpses every now and then that Lewis is doing this, George is doing this, we're looking at this, right? They have not been in the conversation as wholly as they have been in the past couple of seasons. So with this, with the chief technical officer, Michael, leaving after 11 years, he's the one, I believe, who bought in uh, Lewis Hamilton when he was getting started from McLaren into Mercedes. This is going to be an interesting move. Here's why. We are having a lot of Mercedes personnel depart from the team and go into teams that are up and coming, right? So we've seen James Vowles move into the team principal role at Williams. Uh, we're seeing a lot of BMW uh, drivers and Old BMW analysts come in, such as Mike Crack at uh, Aston Martin and everything. And we're seeing Mercedes depart. So could we see Mike Elliott take his experience, his knowledge, and assist James Vowles in bringing back what Williams used to be? Maybe. Or is uh, he just looking for a break? There's a lot of things here that is still up in the air that we need to see. But if I see... Mike Elliott, go down to Williams. I think we can keep betting Williams next year. I think they're going to be a big powerhouse to come into next season, especially for the midfield. I think they can start taking the fights a bit closer now. As far as actual Mercedes, though, for the we're down to the final three races of the season, you're not really believing, though, this will have any negative impact. Is that fair to say? Not too much of a negative impact. I got to say, Mercedes is a well-oiled machine. They know who they are. They've had their brand on for years. Yes, it, it, it sucks to lose many, many key players. But as you move forward, like sometimes you have to cut off a limb to save the body. And I think Mercedes are in this thing where maybe they need to upgrade something 
a part of them in order to move forward. And I think Mike Elliott is like, uh, I don't think this role is for me because he just got put into this role after James Allison. Like they had a big uh, swap over in leadership at Mercedes. So looking at this, I think he's looking for a bit of a change here moving forward. A big reason why we bring this up now, coming out of the race from Mexico, and we now go to Sao Paulo this week. We'll have the full breakdown pod here later in the week in your podcast feed. But there's some interesting futures opportunities out there, even though the season has already been decided with Red Bull and Max Verstappen winning the Drivers' Championship, Red Bull uh, racing through and taking the Constructors' title going away. Interesting prop out there right now. I've seen a couple of sportsbook offer this, Mikhail. I looked at this at Caesars, uh, where I found the best line here. It is winner of the Drivers' Championship without Max Verstappen rest of the season. Sergio Perez, your favorite, minus 175. He has a 20-point lead over Lewis Hamilton. That gap was just cut in half by Perez's DNF and last place finish after the first lap crash. And Lewis Hamilton getting second to cut in with his 20 points. Uh, Hamilton is plus 135. That's a really intriguing bet. You now go to a track in in Sao Paulo where Mercedes had a lot of success last season. It was George Russell's first ever career win. Down to the final three races, what would you give a fair price on on Hamilton actually catching Perez for second in the Drivers' Championship. And is that worth a bet uh, in your mind? So we spoke about this right before going in, uh, and I told you jump on that right now because that's a good good bet right there. Uh, The books are not evaluating Perez effectively, and they're not doing it right. So we are in this little limbo where they probably might get this correct after Brazil. So for those of you listening to the podcast on Tuesday, October 31st, or uh, happy Halloween to everyone, or tomorrow, November 1st, right? Be weary. The books will start to overcorrect numbers, but they're always going to be looking at futures markets for next season, right? So pay attention to this. So when I hear Sergio Perez is your favorite, yes, he is leading the championship above Hamilton, but you have got to look at Perez where he's qualifying, where he's converting that qualifying pace to, right? I spoke about this in uh, the preview episode for Mexico that his qualifying pace is at 10.71, which means on average, he is qualifying anywhere between P12 to P8. That's not great, especially if you're in a Red Bull where Max Verstappen is qualifying much higher than at 1.7, right? So anywhere P3 to pole position, that's where Max is qualifying in recent turmoil, especially after the Ferraris have got better qualifying pace over one lap, right? If that's where Perez is, now moving from qualifying to race, his average race finishing position is 5.71, which means Perez is only making up five places, which means the cars ahead of him, even though they are much slower technically on paper, the drivers are much more consistent in keeping anything behind them, right? Sergio banks on a lot of things, and he's been making a little bit more riskier moves. And I think this is going to catch up to him, especially next year when his contract is up. Sergio Perez needs to be a little bit more vigilant now as we move in and towards the end of the season going to next season. Because trust me, there's rumors around the paddock and everything. Look at Daniel Ricciardo. Not yet for me. Not yet. But again, 
Sergio Perez is in the hot seat after Yuki's great performance. We see that consistently. Daniel Ricciardo coming back from uh, his little early retirement that he had off on the sidelines. Then we saw Liam Lawson come in, who did great. There are many people in the driver academy and driver pool in F Formula 2 and on the reserves where Sergio Perez might lose the seat. We saw McLaren do this to Daniel Ricciardo to get Oscar Piastri. You can cut someone's contract extremely short. Buy them out of the contract and focus on building your season. No seat hotter, certainly, than Sergio Perez right now. Even with the team principal, Christian Horner, coming out and saying it wasn't his fault. That was the quote coming out after the race for the first lap crash. But uh, you're, you're totally right in that it is a position where this bet, you're sort of fading Perez, the horrible run of form he's in for the final few races. And you can turn around and then also... We, but it's the not other just part final is, few it, races. Well, it's, it's, and it's... I know, and it's I'm saying... It's been since Azerbaijan. That, that was since like April, April, May of this this year. We're right now in November, right? We've got to look at this. This is not just a slip in performance. This is an absolute dismay of anything that there is, right? Either Sergio Perez needs to re-familiarize himself with the car or he needs to go and tell Christian, hey, I don't know what you guys are doing to the upgrades. It's either suiting Max more and taking away my thing or like I just don't understand the car. But we need to sort this out right now before we go into into winter testing, before we get back next season. Because if this this does not get sorted out, Rebel is more than happy to take back Daniel Ricciardo. Remember, he has won multiple races. He's been very consistent as his second driver when they promoted Max Verstappen back in 2018. So we got to look at this whole picture. And I don't think the books are actually taking this into consideration. So minus 135, I think we saw a minus 125 somewhere as well. Uh, plus, that plus, num- uh, plus 135. Way better than minus. Plus 135 on... Uh- on Lewis Hamilton. No, sorry, I'm talking about Sergio Perez. He's like right? minus 175. Yeah, it's a it's a minus very, very very expensive <laughs> price for a guy who is not finished on the podium since Monza, which was for first someone week as of a September. second driver who's not being a good second driver. Carlos Sainz, George Russell, Oscar Piastri, Landon Norris, that one keeps slipping back and forth. They are better second drivers than Sergio Perez. This is very important because the McLarens are showing great pace. And if Fernando Alonso gets that new upgrades working, he could keep Sergio Perez even further back, right? The only reason why Sergio Perez is sort of getting more and more positions in the race is because Aston Martin is falling further and further away. McLaren seem to throw away some of their strategies when it comes to qualifying, as we saw for Landon Norris. So it's get it's just being lucky for Sergio Perez. But if these teams get everything situated right, that's going to be a big difference moving forward. And Lewis Hamilton is going to take full advantage of this. And Mercedes is going to take full advantage because, again, all the teams are now scrapping for positions in the constructors. Yes, the title might be wrapped up, but where you finish is important because you're talking about tens of millions between between P2, P3, P4, where you finish in the constructors. That could be life-changing money for a lot and we got when we come back from the break here we're going to talk about a team who sort of is squandering this opportunity and we need to talk about him really really extensively but the books right now for Sergio Perez are not looking at this with an objective eye they're just seeing Red Bull overpower over Mercedes but they're not taking into consideration the driver Sergio Perez what he's doing in the races in qualifying and your bet on that Again, it's Lewis Hamilton plus 135, the best you can find to finish higher than Sergio Perez. Winner without 
Max Verstappen in the Drivers' Championship. It's just that there will be consistency in that high level of pace we've seen out of the Mercedes continues over the last three races of the season. You, you mentioned the constructors right now, too. Mercedes trying to protect a 22-point lead over Ferrari with three races to go uh, for that P2 position. Red Bull, uh, only about uh, 360 points up. Yeah, it's you know just been slightly lopsided this year. Anyway, I really like that bet, though. I'm glad we were able to look at that. I'll bring up what the early futures odds are for next year because DraftKings has released it. Futures odds for 2024 before the 2023 season is even wrapped up. We'll see if there's anything worth getting a bet in at this point if you really are interested in having your money held for basically a year plus. We'll talk about that next, get some other thoughts from Mikhail. We have our second segment of the VEASAN Formula One Racing Podcast. It's coming up right after this. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to VEASAN's F1 Betting Podcast. The only F1 handicap you'll ever need. Here are your hosts, F1 technical analyst Mikhail Miranda and betting expert Ben Wilson. All right, Mikhail, hard to believe, but... Futures for 2024 already out. We haven't even finished this season, even though, as we just mentioned, the title is Red Bulls and Max Verstappen's. But uh, DraftKings odds are out. Max Verstappen minus 360 favorite. No discount here if you are looking to bet Max Verstappen, at least at DraftKings. First book I've seen to post 2024 World Championship odds. Rebel to win the Constructors minus 250. Now, what were your your first thoughts here, Mikhail, looking at the uh, rest of the odds boards with the two McLarens? Tied for seconds on your driver's championship odds board, Piastri and Norris, each nine to one. 
I think uh, we are being a little bit more optimistic there, especially that we have Lewis Hamilton at 12 to 1. The one that does surprise me is that they have Daniel Ricciardo higher at 20 to 1 over George Russell 22. I'm sorry to say, but Daniel Ricciardo has been absent for most of the season, given that he came in late, broke his hand during during a qualifying crash, and then has just come back. We've only seen Daniel Ricciardo for three races, and the books are really high on them. I don't think that's the right price. So if you believe in George Russell, twenty-two to one looks looks interesting. And then they have Charles at twenty-two, Carlos at twenty-two, Sergio at twenty-eight. Yeah, isn't so, Mikhail? Isn't on the the Ricardo v. Perez side of it, isn't that basically with the rumblings of maybe Perez gets replaced? You mentioned he's still under contract for next year. So isn't essentially the bet on either Ricardo or Perez is that they are going to be the number two Red Bull driver and basically just by how great that car is automatically, whichever one ends up being that guy is automatically going to have their price cut well short to the point they'll likely be the second favorite. Is that, is, am I overlooking something here? Isn't that basically what we're, we're breaking down on that front? That's basically what we're breaking down. And again, we keep saying that Red Bull have a contract with Sergio Perez, right? But you forget, Alfa Torre don't have a contract with Daniel Ricciardo. Daniel Ricciardo has a contract with Red Bull who was on loan to Alfa Torre. Remember that. So, Red Bull could still have the contract for Sergio Perez and swap them around be like, hey, we're going to loan you Sergio Perez, we're taking back Daniel Ricciardo, end of story. Th- that could happen mid-season. They, they kicked out Nick DeVries with no warning whatsoever. Yes, adios. Anything can happen here. But looking at this, the one number that's popped out to me that I'm going to try to find here in Vegas to bet. Lewis Hamilton World Championship 2024 at 12 to 1. Now, the reason why I'm going to go and bet this is I'm going to sprinkle a little bit, maybe $10, $20, because what you can do is throughout the season, it's going to be very difficult to hedge in the futures market, but you could hedge against your bet every race and you could still make your money back, right? Because if Lewis starts performing and Mercedes starts performing really well, that number's going to drop and drop and drop, and you're in a great position. Because look at what Lewis is doing now, especially with the new floor upgrades and changes. Mercedes need to get any upgrades to do during the winter break right coming into next season. If they get this right, oh, it's going to be a three-way battle, four-way battle, pardon me, with uh, McLaren. And then once Aston Martin figures out their issues, whoo, a battle of the teams. It's going to be interesting. So I'm sprinkling a little bit right now on Lewis Hamilton at 12 to 1. File that one away for 2024. By the way, rest of the constructor's odds, McLaren 5 to 1, Mercedes 6 to 1, Ferrari 7 to 1. So you talk about optimism already as we look kind of with one eye still on the three races this year, one eye toward next year. Tons of optimism for McLaren that the great second half of the season they've had in 2023 will carry over. And you think maybe, maybe we're putting the cart before the horse. And Just a little at, bit, I'm clear. Look at this. 131 for Williams, equaling with Alpine over AlphaTauri, Alfa Romeo, and Haas. That has got to show you just how far Williams have come. I also think that number will get longer, but shorter, if that makes any sense. Like, it will still be a pretty long shot at, in the hundreds to they one. they are winning, but, but yeah. Yeah, 
but that number could significantly drop down from 130 to maybe 110, even 90 to 1. Just because of the upgrades that they're bringing and the consistency from Alex Albon just scoring up there with Haas, the drivers do great on one pace during the race, it just falls away. Alfa Romeo, the balance of the car is perfect, just but not up to par, so you keep seeing them fight below and just barely get into the points. Alfa Tauri, going to be question marks for next season. Alpine, very inconsistent. They keep trying to get points and something keeps happening. It's either bad faith, the bad karma coming through, or just the drivers being absolutely... Uh, riskier than they should be. So with those four teams back down there, I I see why Williams is up there. I can see why it's below Aston Martin, why it's that long shot. It makes sense. Just don't go ahead and running to the window to bet Williams 130-1. to one. But maybe if we get like team, and I really hope that now that Formula 1, it's getting popular, more popular every year, we, we start to get some team head-to-head points in the constructors, bets we can make season long next year, because if that was the case, Williams and Alpine would be a, a pick em based on where they have those lines set. And it sounds like a little lean for you, Mikhail, to the Williams with all the positivity uh, coming out of that team this year. We also, and Especially if Mike Elliott yeah. goes there uh, before next season, if they say Mike Elliott's moving over as a chief technical officer at Williams, that could increase morale and upgrades and just the vision of the future for the team. High on Williams. You're high on Mercedes as well. Like I am, at least in the interim here for the final three races of the season. Yep. Coming out of, of Mexico, man, there were some uh, tough tough breaks for the betters out there. One that uh, really stung you was the Yuki Sonoda. Uh, looked great, uh, in great position yes. to finish in the points. 12th. I, I did not want to wrap up this pod before we let you air some grievances, Mikhail. So, uh, what do you want to just... say about Yuki and the AlphaTauri? Here's what I want to say. Be patient! Oh my god, you don't have to. You had Oscar Piastri. You were in a great position in P8 for your points. Do you not understand how important it is for you to score points now? But Daniel Ricciardo scoring as high as he did and you bring in points. You could have made 10 points. Do you understand where that would have gotten you if you scored 10 points right there? That's 26. That could get you closer to Williams. Right, one position higher from eighth. Come on, Yuki, you cannot be doing stupid mistakes like this. You gotta be more patient. Yes, we keep saying he's working on that, he's working. How much is he working on that if he can't like understand? Yes, that was turn one. You got to turn four and that happens. Be patient. Take him on the next lap. It shows you you have more pace than Oscar Piastri. His tires were much older than yours. Be patient in that car. I understand that hopes are high, the pressure is high, but pressure from who? No one on the radio came on and told you, Yuki, watch this, watch. It was all you. Bullocks. Stop, stop being in your Bullocks. own head. Like, it I was would love just, to see I'm not you. Uh, on my I'd love I'm to see you that confront, he can't get this through. I'd love to see you confront Yuki Sonoda. With, uh, every, every time they go, to the, <laughs> they go to the radio, it's just... Bleep, bleep. It's like, I don't even need to go to the radio. You just know it's going to be an F-bomb that has to get bleeped yeah. out anyway on the, the TV broadcast. The one let me down, I've got a little brief, is Aston Martin. Uh, I don't Brutal. know what's going on with... They just didn't have a great weekend, and they say Austin was not that great as well. There's just so much going on in that team. I don't understand what they're trying to accomplish here, and I think uh, they're understanding that now, that they can do great things off-season. 
But during the season, they don't know what progress they're looking for the car. So this is going to be very interesting where Aston Martin, Fernando Alonso, Lance Stroll, Lance Stroll all sit down and go, all right, what are we looking to get out of this car? So that's going to be interesting. That was heartbreaking too, but I'm all right on that one because I know there's regression on Aston Martin. Again, they're a team that just came out of nowhere at the beginning of the season. So we expect this kind of regression from someone who overcorrected. It has to balance out during the season. So that's okay. Heartbreak, heartbreak, heartbreak for Sergio Perez at his home Grand Prix. Tough, yeah. Uh, he keeps saying that he had to risk it all. And he Sergio Perez got off the line pretty well from P5 to fighting for the lead there against Charles and Max. Max was on the inside. We had uh, Charles in the middle. It was three wide going to 10-1. Yes, it's a racing incident, but I also I saw a little glimpse where if Sergio backed off, Carlos Sainz had backed up enough that he could have taken the corner, been P3, taken a little bit of slipstream from Max Verstappen. Yes, I understand that the slipstream in DRS does not have that great an effect here in Mexico given the altitude. But if he just followed that, followed that line, he would have been outside for turn two, turn three, and been inside for turn four and overtaken Charles Leclerc. At least when I was looking at it, that's how I was seeing the trajectory going. Uh, but Sergio Perez did want, like, when, it, when it's your home Grand Prix, emotions are high. So the highs are really high. The lows are significantly low. It's absolute heartbreak and taken away. So there's a lot that can be looked at over here. But I think when it comes down to this, um, it's just heartbreak, racing incidents, let go. Same bit, I believe, Bottas and Lance Stroll, racing incident there. Uh, Yuki Sonata, absolute dismal bomb, but great, great form, great pace, and you know who I'm talking about, because we've spoken about him before, we've spoken about this team before, McLaren and Landon Norris, what a drive, oh my yeah. god, that last stint was absolutely phenomenal, I don't know where that pace came from in that car, but... Landon Norris, absolutely beautiful. A masterclass of overtaking when it's very difficult to overtake and find the slipstream and to find that pocket of air to get the car working right. Whatever McLaren and Landon Norris had in that car was just beautiful. It was like a ballerina prancing around every single corner. Masterclass of racecraft. You've seen Landon Norris bring this up every single time, and I'm very excited here to see what's coming up for McLaren and Landon Norris. Yeah, hell of a drive. Most uh, most overtakes in his career in a single race for Landon Norris, and his finish no worse than eighth in every race, the last 11 dating back to the Austrian Grand Prix first uh, weekend of July. Pretty amazing. And uh, we didn't even mention Ferrari on the show today, but a, a very good showing. They go one two on the grid. Don't it can't uh, turn that into a race win, but still, Charles Leclerc on the podium. Carlos Sainz fourth. Not a you know not a bad weekend again. Uh, As I was listening to post race interviews, yeah. uh, Ferrari overall very happy with their pace. Individually, they were not. So they're going to be working on that. So we kept saying irrelevance last episode. I think irrelevance is becoming a bit more relevant now, and I'm happy for Ferrari seeing where they are right now. Just a little too little too late. Maybe like. 20 races, uh, almost 20 races too late. Progress is progress. We'll take what we can get. It is some progress. All right. We are done on our race recap episode for today, but stay tuned. We've got a full breakdown of the Brazilian Grand Prix coming up later on in your feed. For Mikhail Miranda, I'm Ben Wilson. Please, if you haven't done so already, give us a five-star rating if you would please do so. 
little review as well of our pod, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts here. We'll see you next time later this week for the full Brazil breakdown here on the VC Formula One betting podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.